Welcome back to a brand new year and a brand new era here at your favorite podcast at the intersection of faith and fear, where every week we discuss what scares us in order to find what saves us. This is the fear of God. Speaking to you right now is one of your hosts, Nathan Rouse, and with me is not only co-host Reed Lackey, but a murderer's row of other fun guests as well. Reed. Hey, buddy. Hi. Hey, hey I'm so excited to be here. You should be. Because, I am. You know, it, it's an exciting time. Reed, we've got a special episode today. But oh. before I introduce the folks to the folks, I need to remind <laughs> listeners that they can find every fog and thing imaginable at the fear of God podcast.com, including new to the uh, oeuvre. How to support us by becoming a patron and getting sweet fog swag and bonus content. Mm-hmm. And now that we've got that shameless plug out of the way, Reed, <laughs> Reed, you and I've known each other for a very long time. We, I know, I know that you me. are a board game guy. You know, <laughs> I, I am. it's true. I I secretly led your son in an attack against you in a risk, a game of risk that I haven't forgiven you. Threatened, I know. I was going to say threatened to damage our friendship. You know, you are, you're a horrified fan. You're an Arkham fan. Even mm-hmm. that new Jaws game, you are down with that new Jaws game. <laughs> you, but, you ruined, the, you ruined the, that game for me. Don't less, play Jaws with Nathan the, because the show. No, I'm no, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not to mention other non-horror themed games. And, you know, I can get down with the board games too, but I know that you've been specifically curious about the game Vi- Final Girl from Van been. Rider Games. Mm-hmm. Well, Reed and our listeners, uh, Van Ryder, have a Kickstarter going on right now as we speak. Hmm. And I know you can struggle sometimes, Reed, with technology. And, <laughs> and, and Kickstarter can be a little intimidating. So yes. I have invited some friends to join our discussion today to help you and maybe listeners develop some excitement for and interest in getting into the game. Reed, can I yep. introduce you to our guests? I would love it. I would love it. I've been wondering who they are. It's exciting. And I'm talking for a while. Uh, First, we have longtime listener, first time caller, personal friend, fellow board game enthusiast who fell hard recently for a little final girl. (laughs) Season one, that is. (laughs) 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 Little little too close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) So (laughs) you're dead. You're dead, Matt. You're not making it. She's the final girl. Uh, He's going to maybe read tell you a little bit about how he's enjoying the game have a little man on the street angle for you so welcome matt murray to the show it's a pleasure to have you here friend yeah thank you so much like you said first time a long time i feel like i'm a day i'm a day one listener so i don't know how many of those you have (laughs) out there you are yeah i think you probably Uh, scared a lot of them away so yeah (laughs) i'll see you there's more okay there's more and and this desire to inculcate you into the world of final girl that's right because oh my gosh of this next guest, basically professional gamer status these days, not to mention her own web series, Things Get Dicey, not to mention, Reed, she's been here before, 
when That's we right. discussed Bong Joon Ho as the host, who better to give some top side view of the game than the one and only Paula Deming? Paula, welcome back to the Hello. show. Oh, it was so hard for me to stay quiet. That I know. whole intro <laughs> I know. was like you haven't been introduced. You aren't here yet. Yes, um, but exactly. I had a lot of jokes it's, that went through my brain and then filtered away. So you're welcome. Yeah, it's it's some um, it's a little bit of you know theater of the absurd here. But Paula, Matt Reed, it, it does not stop there. Oh my oh gosh. No. So, I mean, it's just I, I can't stop, a, won't an stop. avalanche of awesome. <laughs> I figured if I was going to sell you and listeners on the game, a game named for maybe the signature horror story convention of all time uh, that conjures legendary names like Sidney Prescott, Laurie Strode, Ellen Ripley, I needed to pull out all the stops. So mm-hmm. who better to sell you on the game as well as maybe reveal some behind the scenes aspects of its creation than the two men responsible for its very existence. So I have got none other than AJ Porfirio and Evan Derrick, president and creative director of Van Ryder Games. Everyone, welcome, finally, to the fear of God. AJ, Evan, thank you for being here. Thanks, guys. Yes, this is very exciting. So I'm going to try to minimize how much I talk, but if you've listened to the show at all, you know that will be a challenge i won't rise to good luck um yes so well, you've, got, you've got a voice like melted chocolate so oh, oh man well evan do not encourage him he was head is big enough <laughs> i just can't wait to see how much my southern does or doesn't come out uh through oh. the course of talking to oh so much everyone here because we got north carolina we got former north carolina we got like tennessee happening here man yeah. i don't know where you are not to dox everyone or anything but, um, <laughs> no wow <laughs> 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 as i read out everyone's home addresses um. yes 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 that's all right that's all right yes is, is sounding like melted chocolate a thing or am i just like i guess it is now i'll take it i receive it as a compliment <laughs> because uh, yeah know. old fondue rouse over there we're just love we're just loving it <laughs> i have to get evan to explain that one to me yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Well, that'll be that'll be for uh, uh the patrons so Evan and AJ, y'all got a Kickstarter going. We're going to get into that. But the, the six of us, uh, uh, there, there's varying levels of, of just now meeting each other going on here. And I, I wanted to do a bit of an icebreaker to get things going. Um, you know, this is this is traditionally a horror show. We talk about horror movies, uh, movie, uh, TV shows, occasionally books, uh, uh, today, a game. Um, but specifically I want to highlight movies and I want to, just as an icebreaker, I want us to do a little bit of a, a round table call out here of what is the most recent horror movie you've watched and what did you think of it? Now, Reed, your only caveat is it can't be something we're covering on the show. Okay. Um, uh, I am going to just, you know what, in the spirit of jaws, I'm going to play the shark and just, just come to people and call on you. Um, Oh boy. Yes. So AJ, what? What is the most recent horror movie you've watched and what do you think of it? Yeah. So I, I actually last night was flipping through. I was like, I'll, I'll watch something so I can talk about it tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> um, I actually, have you guys heard of this movie rabid? So heard of. Haven't seen it yet, but mm-hmm. so it's 1977. I think there might be a remake, but um, the one that was on HBO is the 1977 one. Oh, it was in the like leaving soon section. So I don't know how much longer it's going to be on there, but I was like, Oh, that looks interesting. 
Um, so it's kind of like a zombie type thing, but not, they're not exactly zombies. Right. So mm. the premise is, you know, this, this girl gets in an accident, they in the hospital, do some like experimental thing on her. And all of a sudden she's like a carrier of this virus that makes people rabid. Mm. And, and to not spoil it any further, that's kind of the, the setup. And then, uh, madness ensues so it was interesting it was uh you know okay i don't know if i'd give it a glowing five star <laughs> it's all right but, now, should we the, rush to watch it if it's leaving soon do we need to rush not, and catch sounds it like that's not okay. sounds like we just got enough rush. yeah now when i said i had not seen it i have not seen the 2019 rabbit i have seen the 1977 one which was a David Cronenberg film. And it has, I remember it stars Marilyn Chambers and it's got this really gross, the, the thing under the armpit. I'm just not going to go any further, oh. but yeah, it's that one. It's, That's yeah, all it's you had to say. Yeah, it's really weird. Yeah, David obsession with body horror is just, ugh. Yes, yes. <laughs> and it, it, and Rabbit was early for him, so he wasn't even toned down yet. He hadn't calmed yet. So it was now, yes. see, AJ, I was, I couldn't tell if AJ was into it and it doesn't sound like something I would like, but your, your, your mystery, you know, armpit thing. Oh, now I'm intrigued, you know, I'm yeah. not, that had the exact opposite effect on me. Uh, well, like, oh, sure. I'll give that one a pass. Intrigued plus repulsed. Deterrent. Yes. These are <laughs> overlapping <laughs> feelings. Uh, Paula, what, what, what you got? What's something you've watched recently and, or did you care for it? What if I told you the last horror thing I watched was the host? Went, no. uh, I don't watch a ton, a ton of horror. I think actually the most recent film I watched was Interview with the Vampire, which I mean, is not that long ago. I mean, excuse me. Let me. Pr the movie obviously was that long ago, but um, I watched it just a couple weeks ago. Um, and I've not ever seen the movie all the way through before. Mm. We sat down and watched it. Um, what did I think about it? I think it was perfectly. Yeah, it was good. <laughs> My biggest takeaway is Brad Pitt supposedly is from New Orleans and he doesn't sound he doesn't even say New Orleans correctly. As far as I'm concerned, <laughs> you like, wanted to be like Justin Wilson, like, oh, I guarantee. I well, know, maybe not that bad, but I wanted to sound like, like, like he did a little bit of had a little sure. thought to like how an actual person from Louisiana might talk. But yeah, I, I mean, that's a good movie. I've been watching a lot of like vampire kind of content, I guess, lately, because I really love what we do in the shadows, um, mm, the movie and the TV show. I think the TV show is mm -hmm. so good. And then we just recently watched through all the Twilight movies just for fun. Oh, wow. All right. Um, and I'm not going to classify those as horror, though. I think the last two movies are the best because then it becomes more less about romance angst and more about like monster fights. So I have like vampires on the brain. There? Four? Five. Five. There's four books and they turned the last mm, so one into two movies. <laughs> but it's interesting to see how different people present like vampires and mm -hmm. what they can and can't do. Um, there is some, I mean, obviously the interview with vampires, it's a bit dark mm -hmm. uh, in the end. Yeah, I guess it was fine. It was you got fine. Me, you got me hung up on <laughs> trying to envision Brad Pitt with a Louisiana accent, you know, but I just, I guess you know, it, it's not meant to be, you know, it's, I guess not. I guess <laughs> he had, he still had to grow as an actor to get there. Yeah, um, bringing a dialect coach. I don't know. 
<laughs> but that was me. Interview with the vampire. It's it's fine. Yeah. All right. It's fine. <laughs> it's not that it's a, scary. It's, a ringing it's fine. Rave. We're gonna, yeah. Rave. Paula. Clip through these. Evan. What about you, sir? <laughs> what's what's something you've watched recently, and or was it fine or not? <laughs> I, just, I just filled in a gap in in my recent horror knowledge and watched The Witch or the <gasps> Yes. Witch. I don't, is it, I don't, is it technically spelled with a W or two V's? Two V's. Is it two V's? It's technically spelled that way, but you know, I think everyone. Y'all, if you haven't rich. got listened uh, yet, people listening to the Fear of God episode about this movie, you uh, should, because it's a really good episode. Uh, thank you, Paul. I'll just throw that thank out you. there. Appreciate uh, that. Yeah. So it, Venmo it, to. <laughs> <laughs> it feels like the kind of movie I should have liked more than I did. Mm. I, I don't mm. mind slow burn. It's very slow. Yes. And it's mm-hmm. very atmospheric. <clears throat> and it pretty much all takes place in one color tone and one place, mm-hmm. which is dirty peasant farm. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. And I really liked the mood that it was creating, but ultimately found it a bit. I don't know. I feel like it was trying. I haven't listened to that y- y'all's episode. So it's okay. It's okay. I feel like it was trying to say a lot about morality, uh-huh. mm. but I just didn't know if I cared. Mm. Enough. Yeah. <laughs> well, I wonder, I wonder, I haven't, I haven't revisited in a couple of years. So I do wonder if, cause that one has achieved such cult level hype. Like there's, there's a chance it may have just been overhyped for you. Then so I guess you would say you came away not wanting to live deliciously as black. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Now you might Evan, enjoy there's, there's uh, something making the rounds right now in, in the fear of God, Facebook group, <laughs> uh, but uh, it's someone refashioned a trailer in the spirit of Wes Anderson. So it's like footage of the witch. They changed the color palette oh my gosh, and definitely. Amazing. Im- imported or imposed a heightened zaniness to it that is definitely Great. not the tone of the film <laughs> but it's really quite funny so the witch ultimately i'll just say this it struck yeah. me as a film that was probably is probably a lot more fun to talk about than to actually watch mm-hmm. i'd actually I agree with that, that. Yeah. 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 yeah i'd agree with that yeah. i didn't have anybody to talk about it with so yeah <laughs> yeah not yeah. as much fun was that you're our, I get our it. people you, we found each other now it's no turning back matt what about you sir <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I've been working my way through a rewatch of Midnight Mass. Nice. Uh, yes. Because of uh, a certain podcast I listen to, they're doing a rewatch series on mm. that. So, oh. uh, yeah, yeah, Fear God, you might have heard of it. <laughs> uh, so, just uh, I love it. I mean, uh, you know, this is my second time watching it and it's hitting. I mean, it just, if you take all the horror stuff out, out of it, I feel like it's just incredibly strong. Uh, I don't know if mm. it's. It's kind of maybe pretentious a little bit uh, for some perspectives, but I, I just love it. Um, and the uh, the rowboat scene, if you've seen that one, I mean, mm-hmm. that, as soon as I saw that scene, I knew I was like, that's that's going to stick with me. So I just it's just kind of a perfectly put together scene. And I just love the the whole Stephen King style of small town mm-hmm. outside force and everything goes to hell, you know, over a couple of days and just uh, watching the devastation. It's pretty incredible. Yes, I appreciate Love that it. endorsement <laughs> of the fear of God and of Midnight yeah. Mass, which is a fantastic show. Reed, I'm going to yeah. go then come to you and take the baton back. So for me, uh, I just recently did make it out, uh, went to a theater and watched Ooh. the new Scream. Um, oh, how is that? So I'm not going to spoil anything. Don't worry. Uh, but thank you. 
we so scream has come up a lot on the show we covered the first film we covered the fourth film uh insanely the fourth film is one of our highest listened to episodes of all time which is kind of interesting but cool mm -hmm. um i am not the massive scream head that a lot of horror folks are though i do like it and that said i think five is one of I think I like one a lot because of it came out in 97, right? 97, 96, 97, yeah, uh, which is a very formative time in my life personally, mm -hmm. late high school. Like it's one of those big boulders in the pond kind of yeah. movie watching experiences. But in terms of I ever saw they, yeah. So oh, there you wow. go. <laughs> um, and I would definitely put five uh, second on the list and I would oh. maybe need to watch mm. them in proximity to each other to know how closely wow. that is or not. I, That's I great found it praise. very intriguing and and uh they they kind of took it took it seriously in a cool way while also keeping some of the meta humor aspects of it. So no, I I, I highly recommend it. I, oh. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um That's very it's very high praise considering like and and I, I say this sincerely, I'm not about to lead up to a joke. Like this was the five was the first one that lacked the presence of Wes Craven. And that was, you know, like he had directed all four of the others. So there was a big question on the table of Sure, you have the same day players, but are you going to be able to capture the same spirit without Craven at the helm? So it's encouraging to hear. And it is, you're not the only person who has, without spoilers, told me like, no, it's legit. You should, you should see it. It's enjoyable. So I'm excited for the time that comes. What about you, Riri? What's, what's so eliminating, you know, understandably eliminating uh, fear of God coverage, the most recent horror film that I watched just to, to enjoy for myself was a film called Wrong Turn, but not the wrong term from like the mid-90s. Mm. Uh, wrong Turn is a long-running franchise, I think five or six installments prior to this one. This is a bit of a reboot uh, in the spirit of Scream and Halloween and uh, the upcoming Texas Chainsaw Massacre and everything. It just has the same title, but it's a completely fresh and new story. And honestly, I've never been a big fan of the Wrong Turn series like writ large it's it, it's perfectly fine uh the premise just being teenagers sort of on an expedition wander the wrong direction as the title implies and uh and then they get they run aground of some monstrous beings what made there were two things that i will say that aren't terribly spoilery uh that that made this one really compelling to me the first is they did a really smart thing narratively in that they tell two stories simultaneously. The, the very beginning introduces you to uh, the father of a girl, uh, a college-aged girl, and this father played by Matthew Modine, most recently of like Stranger Things fame, um, but of course, long-running actor. And Matthew Modine is searching for his missing daughter. So it tells you that narrative while also going backwards and telling you what happened to the daughter that he's looking for. So that's as much as I'll say about that, but that made it very narratively interesting because you're following both threads at the same time. Um, the other thing is that most of the films, the reason I didn't like them before is that, or well, I didn't care as much for them is because the monsters are very one note. It's very like, we're just going to make a sort of an abominable thing and throw it out there. But this one, the, the, the threat, the primary threat, I will call it has a fairly interesting and, and I, it would be disingenuous to call it like vast and complex, but it points to something that is much richer and more interesting than the franchise had done, at least the installments I'd seen. 
so that so once the you know uh, known victims come aground of the threat things are significantly more interesting than other versions of this story that i've seen so uh <laughs> shocking me i would recommend it uh it, it it's pretty gory if you if you don't care for gore it's pretty gory in places uh but i was really taken with it and there are several surprises particularly in the last third uh that that really struck me and and so uh, it hit my radar and i was impressed and so i will pitch the 2021 version of wrong turn and it's a it's part of a series or, or can you watch it independent Com- you can watch this completely isolated honestly cool. like <clears throat> if there was a connection to the previous installments it was a deep cut easter egg this felt like a completely brand new story the concept is the same as the franchise has done before just the base premise but uh no character crossovers no you know calls back to other things in the franchise at least none that i could pick up on very cool well thank you guys for indulging that fun question maybe we've uh made a note of something to watch maybe we've made a note of something to avoid so uh from from a general structure standpoint i want to start with aj and evan guys i know it's at, at risk of it sort of being a boring question at least this one um i want to just kind of open the door up a little bit uh be it film tv uh, writing as a craft like designing and and kind of arriving at where you guys have come not just with van Ryder, generally speaking but final girl specifically it's just fascinating i'm always interested in process and and kind of you know so so don't do the a to z version but can y'all speak a little generally to perhaps the genesis itself of Final Girl uh, with maybe a little preamble of how you got into what you're doing currently that led you to that? Is that too broad or is that helpful? <laughs> uh, that works. I guess I can I can start, Evan. Um, I guess I started the company actually um, on my own back in 2011. Um, and did it for a few, I'll keep this part short because it's it's not sure. relevant, but did it for a few years and, um, you know, was growing a little bit. Kickstarter had become a thing, had had, you know, a successful Kickstarter and was actually sort of turning something that really just started as a hobby in terms of sort of game design and publishing and started becoming a little more serious about it. Um, still had a day job, still, you know, wasn't something that, I was taking my, any money out of or anything like that, but was growing it. And then me and Evan actually met at a local game night. He had moved uh, from out of town to my area here in Nashville. And we met and he had actually, I guess, did some, you, you can maybe tell this part, but you did some research, Evan, right? About who, who might be there. And- oh, yeah. I mean, I was a designer. I had designed a game called Dark Moon. It was published by Stronghold. Oh, I hadn't even connected that you designed Dark Moon. Okay, sorry. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, no, things are, paths great. are connecting in my brain. <laughs> okay, all righty. Uh, and so, yeah, I w- had looked at publishers that were in the area, and I knew who AJ was because I was a designer, and he was a publisher. So I was like, well, and so when we were at this game group, I totally know who he, knew who he was, and I was like, yeah, I got to go play a game with this guy. 
and then start to like name drop people in the industry so he knows I'm a big deal. (laughs) 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 And look, it worked. (laughs) Yeah. I was not a big deal at all. (laughs) (laughs) We we found throughout that that you know we had similar tastes in games and we love thematic games and um I did know I didn't know who he was, but when I met him, I did know uh, the game Dark Moon was actually at the time was a print and play called uh, BSG Express, Battlestar Galactic Express, and was real well known actually for for a print and play. And so I was I was actually really impressed with that. And yeah, we got talking, and uh, I don't think we like it didn't go any further at that point, but we we definitely you know, made plans to play games again together. And I, I was like, Oh, you got to come show, you know, you got to come show dark moon to our group. Uh, it was dark moon actually at the time, but I, I had remembered it as BSG express. And so I invited Evan to come basically teach my sort of home game group, dark moon. And he did that and it went great. And we just kept hitting it off. And he, he mentioned to me, Hey, I think I might want to get into publishing. Like, can you, you know, impart some wisdom on me or whatever. And I was like, well, I was like, man, you know what? Like, let's talk. Cause like I could use some help with what I'm doing. So why don't we talk? And then you know, maybe we could do something together. And we went, just went to a restaurant and chat about it. He told me about some of his games, one of which was detective city of angels. And I was like, Oh my God, that sounds amazing. And now it exists and it is amazing. Um, awesome. And I was just like, oh yeah, like, man, we, we are totally into the same things. And, you know, he has, Evan's a, actually a great graphic designer. Uh, I am not. <laughs> um, and, you know, so he was bringing some things to the table um, that I didn't really have, but all of it from, from the place of, we both have this common sort of vision of what kind of games we like and what we want to make. And, Long story short, we, after a short trial of sort of working together, um, we officially became sort of partners in the business and, and the rest is kind of history. So that's maybe so, a good place to yeah. fast forward. To AJ, was that always under the banner of Van Ryder or did that develop? Did that come later? Yeah, Van Ryder was uh, the original company name. It's actually, uh, we often get at conventions, people think we're like a, a Dutch company. <laughs> But it's actually derived from my <laughs> my my son's middle names, which are Vance and Ryder. My two Aww. sons at the time. I have three now. Um, the third one was right, not he yet gets born. nothing. No. I know. I'm games. always like, man, yeah. we should do a game line with like his middle name. But <laughs> <laughs> actually, his, his middle, middle, middle name, name is, is Final. This is actually Parker so <laughs> Brothers. I don't know. There's that's got a certain ring to it. Hey, so, no, Van Ryder, Van Ryder Park. Like, there you go. Van Ryder Park. Yeah. There, it is. there you go. <laughs> Change all of your your collateral to Van Ryder Park. Yes. But now, um, but now Evan has three kids, too. So we have plenty of middle names for. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Whole other whole other publishing companies to come. Yeah. So. So, uh, you know, fast forward to I mean, it's 2022 now. Season two is about to launch. I, I would imagine that means Final Girl gestated began happening what five years ago, more than that, or or how, what's the what's the life cycle for Inception uh, to, to publishing? Four, three, three, probably three years. We ha- I ha- I'd had the idea. So Final Girl is based off of a game that AJ designed called Hostage Negotiator, which was 
an incredibly successful game for us. Um, continues to be really successful, but it was a solo, one player only game. And I had always had the idea to update it to be set to, like in a horror movie kind of world. The original pitch was that you would actually play the killer and you would kill <laughs> it would be like how many victims can you kill or whatever that they'd be <laughs> trying to stop you or something like that but then as i thought about it i realized that that was going to limit the scope and the reception of the game because it was gonna it's kind of like uh, i thought about it like this way hopefully this hopefully this analogy kind of works so there's lots of games like about world war ii you know, where mm -hmm. like Axis and Allies is a is a famous one, and you can you can play the the quote unquote bad guys. You can play the Germans, or you can play the Nazis in this in this game, and no one ever bats an eye at that. But if you mm. were to make a solo game where you play <laughs> Nazis, that would Fair. that would mm. be a little un unsettling. So in mm. the same way, I was like, man, I think we need to shift the perspective of the game away from playing as the killer to being the hero or, as it turned out, the heroine. So that, that happened about three years ago. And that we, uh, oh, my wife is sticking her head in and she's wanting me to remind you that it was her idea that we focus on the girls. <laughs> That's I like it. Good idea. That's right. So Perfect. Well, I will give credit to my wife where credit is due. <laughs> That's awesome. That is exactly right. So. That's awesome. So, so, you know, I personally, I, I'll own it. Um, I was pretty ignorant that Final Girl existed until, gosh, the last few months, really. So, mm -hmm. <clears throat> so y'all develop it four-ish years ago, uh, you know, kind of design it. And when was the season one Kickstarter? What, what year was that? The season right. one Kickstarter was, I believe, I think April, it was 2020. Uh, I think April it was in April. Yeah, right as yeah. the pandemic hit and everything was shutting down. So it was terrifying. Yes. That's right. Mm, sure. And Although, what better time to create a solo game, you know? True. Right, yeah, that turned out to be the case. Yes. <laughs> but at, at the time we were like everyone actually not just us everyone in the industry was like don't do a kickstart it's a terrible time no one's gonna have money everyone's batting down the hatches like and mm. we like i mean we have meetings like you know or should we wait should we not and we one thing one thing i guess that's a common denominator with our company is we actually don't do what other people do most of the time <laughs> so <laughs> we were like no you know what like we're going to do it. We're going for it. Like we've got all this stuff ready to, you know, we think it's a great product. Um, whatever happens is going to happen. And, and we went for <laughs> it. Um, so yeah, so we funded and it was a rousing success at the time. Uh, awesome. We, we like to have fun with things and we, we kind of looked up what's the most funded solo in the game on Kickstarter of all time. And we found it. So we kind of set a goal of beating that <laughs> record and, it was a great campaign and it, it went down to the wire and everyone just got so excited at the end and they were, you know, all, all the backers were just so into it and like, let's beat the record. And we did some amazing things like, you know, in that one, we gave a free feature film, which, um, Frightmare on Maple Lane, it was actually not even designed. And we sort of were like, Hey, if we hit this super cool goal, we're going to give everyone a free feature film. And mm. <laughs> 
So I actually ended up, I started, I had the idea and I was like, oh man, I think I have a great idea um, for this one. And I, I sort of designed it in the middle of the campaign, at least the initial design and really liked it. And we hit it and it, it was just a great time. Um, That's, awesome. So, That's awesome. Yeah. And so, but we didn't actually end up delivering till, you know, the end of last year. So just a few months ago, um, oh, wow. people started getting all the games and our original estimate was May. So we, I mean, we missed by a few months, but that's man, not your shipping, fault. The, the, the chain, whole yeah. board game <laughs> yeah, industry. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It yeah. was the a entire mess. Supply chain universe just got mm-hmm. went crazy. And we had some, we had some <laughs> other challenges that, you know, <laughs> were, were incredibly um, difficult last year. And so it's a huge win. I think that we even got it done sort of by the end of the year. But I mean, we had been working on season series two all the while. I mean, for, I mean, gosh, almost as soon as the other Kickstarter ended and it was such a success, we were like, well, we're going to have to follow this up. And so mm. we could have actually, I mean, we could have been ready to go, you know, with this series two Kickstarter last year, but obviously we're not going to do it until the Packers get the first series. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so this, I, this one ended up being right on the heels of that, and that's partially why. Normally, we would have left a little bit more time, but it's kind of all worked out in a weird way. That's awesome. awesome. Well, uh, one thing I'm, that's I'm really, nice. Yeah, go, Paula. I was just going to say, one thing that's nice about it, at least from my perspective, is there are a lot of people who didn't know. I think the game has a lot of hype right now, and I think personally well-deserved. Um but for people who didn't know about the Kickstarter when it was happening, and now they're like, oh, I want to get this game. And this game sold out in places where it has been in retail. And so now yep. to have this campaign come out while people are going, oh, I wish I could get my hands on season one. The Kickstarter campaign is a way for them to essentially like get an order in as well if they want for season one. And I think that that works really well. Yeah. So yeah. Paula, Paul, thank you for picking that up. I want to pivot to you here. And uh, so we probably touched on this uh, during our conversation about the host, but Paul and I have known each other for God, like 15, 15 years, 15 years, 12, or something, 13, something like uh, that. Yeah. Uh, we did some stage work together and here in Charlotte uh, and, you know, I've just kind of stayed buddies all along. And I just remember a few years ago, or I guess now, what, two years ago, maybe not even that, you posting imagery of your likeness uh, <laughs> associated with some game, which at the time, literally, I had no idea what it was. I was like, oh, Paula's doing something cool. That's cool. Like, um, so, so do me a favor and tell us a little bit about, because clearly I know what I'm talking about and stating that, which I don't at all. So, so talk about that. How did you get involved and connected uh, uh, to AJ and Evan here, how did how did that sort of synergy work out for you? And also do us a favor because it it occurred to me while AJ was talking, um, Final Girl has a very unique design to it in terms of how you play. And and so like for instance, he used jargon like oh the feature film and the seasons. Like, can you talk us through a little bit? You are our professional gamer in the mix here. So tell us how you got connected, the the likeness thing that happened for you guys, and then just kind of summarize a little bit. How do you play this game? Yeah, well, the first connection I had with Van Ryder games at all was right when uh, 
about three years ago now, I guess, which is right when I had first started doing Things Get Dicey, which is my board game themed sketch comedy series on YouTube. And I had this, I'll tell this part briefly. Uh, I had this script uh, that a friend had written that was about like, it was using Sherlock Holmes Consulting Detective, which is a game where you're going around, you're trying to solve a mystery. And I was at a Dice Tower convention, which is now called Dice Tower East, and just browsing through the, um, the booths and saw this game, Detective City of Angels. And I was like, hmm. this looks almost like a role-playing game but not quite uh because it's a board game you have someone who's running it uh and very kindly was run a demo uh of the game and loved it and i was like this would actually be a better game to use for the script that is currently using sherlock holmes consulting detective because it's la it's noir we're in la we can actually go to places on the map and shoot them as locations we can just change some things um and that's kind of how we really started communicating because I reached out and was like, I want to make a sketch about your game. Could you send me a copy? <laughs> and they very nicely went, yes, we can. I was like, thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> we don't do that for everyone, Paula. I know. <laughs> I know at the time, too, it was like, well, we don't have a lot of extra copies, but okay. And I was like, thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I, I actually I ran that demo. You it was so fun. I, no, I remember. Yeah, and like Paula was so good. I, like so in the <laughs> game, just real quick. Like you can, if you're the one running it, you're the chisel, and you get to control like what the suspects say. And so I was doing that. Mm -hmm. I could you could feed the detectives lies and misdirections, and like Paula would just like get me every time. I'd be like, like, I think that's a lie. I challenge I'm a lie that. This time. She called me on it. <laughs> If I told the truth, she'd be like, nah, that's the truth. I'm not going to worry. I'm not gonna try. <laughs> so I was like, wow, who is it? It was just a black, like Paula. So fun. And by the way, Paula, maybe I'm jumping ahead, but it, all of our people have absolutely loved the uh, playthrough you did. I mean, oh, they're, hey, good. they're like, When's the, when can we do another Paula playthrough? I mean, they, it's, it was awesome. Well, yeah, let's talk. Was, let's talk after this. <laughs> are, are you referring to like a couple months ago or like pretty recently? Yeah, Is pretty that... recently. So to fast forward to Final Girl. So uh, in the last year or two, I started working with the YouTube channel Watch It Played. Um, and one of the things I've started doing for them is, uh, the series called Table for One. And it's basically, um, actual play series where I play solo games. I film myself playing solo games. I edit them, uh, down and then, and then we post them. And, uh, Final Girl is one, uh, that we booked to do, uh, basically. And as part of that, uh, Rodney, who runs Watch It Played was like, you know what would be cool? What if we had like final girl is all about obviously the final girl. And so there are different, uh, characters that you can play, uh, throughout. So you have your core box, um, and then you have your, which has all like your, your basic stuff that you need to play. But then you have mm -hmm. your feature films and the feature films come with, uh, a character, two characters and a location and a, a killer. Uh, and everything can be mixed and matched. So for each new feature film box you get, you get a new killer kind of uh, paired thematically to the location and then two additional final girls that you can play. And again, you can you can mix and match all the parts. Um, but that's kind of how how they're structured. So I was like, well, why not? Maybe we can throw in 
Paula, we can do a promo and Paula can be a final girl. Uh, and it's a thing that, uh, we can sell and the, in the proceeds from it will go to support what we're doing at Watch It Played. And, uh, awesome. and maybe that's a cool thing. And this is a thing that happens in the board game world. People will have like, if they're like, known people i guess uh they might have promos of them in games and and i was like this is a cool idea like i love this this game looks really cool and the art looks really cool and luckily for me you know van Ryder games say uh, jane evan went yeah i think we could do that and we talked a little and i sent over like a photo of me i'm like here's some photos maybe i looked at like the art that was happening already for the girls and i was like okay what i'll go through some headshots and stuff and see like what are some good references for the artist and man i adore i've made it like my profile picture i adore <laughs> the art that's been done um and they very it's very cool they theme so each final girl has a special power so on your card, on your character card, you have your health, and everyone's got slightly different health. Um, and then you have a slot for uh, victims that you've saved. So every time you save a victim, you can take it off the board and you put it on your card, and that uh, gives you access to like a little bonus uh, thing. It might be like, oh, you get to heal, or you get to do an extra move, or mm. something like that. Once you've filled up all those slots, I think on my card there are five of them, but it's different. Each character is a little different. You can then flip your card over and you get access to your like special ability. Mm. Uh, and mine is talks about things getting dicey, uh, which is great call, <laughs> you know, reference to my uh, my sketch show. Things get dicey <laughs> and um and I get you get to roll like an extra die, which is really good for me because I have terrible dice luck. Um <laughs> And so it just became this thing, and I've actually been really surprised uh, through just promoting this me, this promo of me in the game. Like, I've honestly been really surprised at the number of people who have bought it <laughs> and will tell me they're playing with it. Or, like, I now have people who will message me and be like, oh, hey, I played you at Creech Manor, and, like, the poltergeist totally got you, but next time. And I'm like, cool. <laughs> What's great is if those happen out of context, and you're like, wait a minute. Like, wait, what? what? <laughs> did you just say um, well I, I love hearing that story and and it's uh, it's so cool how the fact that this whole conversation is even happening i mean this has come together very quickly and what's hilarious reed you need to you need to scold me really which is that i forget sometimes Scolded. that we that we host <laughs> a horror show and can kind of pursue all avenues thus related yeah. Because I tell you this uh, many times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Uh, I for, I'm forgetful as well, too. So we know that, too. Um, Noted. But I've been watching this Kickstarter happen and pawn, should I buy into those? I don't know. Will I actually have time? To play? I don't know. I don't know. Just like him and Hawk. It's like Matt. 20, 20 to 40 minutes. Yeah. Depending well, on how it goes, you have time. That's, help, that's helpful. But I've been asking Matt, Reed, and I, like, Matt and Reed might have met in physical space once, but like they know each other by way of me. And, and I connected the three of us recently. And I was like, Matt, we've got questions because Matt had just gotten in <laughs> on season one. So we're asking him questions. questions. So then, you know, I reached out to Paula about Evan and AJ here. What, what was so funny? I'm circling back around to your your playthrough recently, two nights ago, because Reed and I, we'd been hatching. OK, let's let's have this conversation. Let's make it happen. The Kickstarter is about to end. We're probably not going to make that. Let's not worry about it. Two nights ago, I'm up at midnight and I'm getting real fired up about this conversation. And I'm like, Dad, come it. And then I Google because I'm curious how do I need a visual. I'm a very visual person. And I Google about the playing of the game. 
And one of the first daggum, you know, kind of uh, <laughs> things that show up is, gosh, I can't even talk, uh, is Paula playing the game like, damn it, this has to come out. We've got to record. This has to come out in time for the Kickstarter. It won't be long, but it's going to be out. So anyway, so it's really exciting. All this is happening. And that's just really thrilling to hear that about how you got connected. Now, at one, so I yeah, want so in that video, I play myself, which is a... Uh, a That's strange hilarious. experience. I'm like, well, I'm me. I dressed as me. I <laughs> hope I survive. You got to um, play as yourself. I know. It was pretty, pretty fun. It's like meta <laughs> upon meta. That's that's wild. Um, so I want to come to Matt. And so so Matt, you and I are our gaming buds, uh, have been for quite some time now. Mm-hmm. And you know, you're kind of our man on the street. The, the role you're playing here. And I'm curious for you, uh, like you play a lot of games, you play a lot of board games um, with your family uh, and stuff like that. Like what, what, how did you discover final girl? Like what have you discovered in playing it these last few weeks and or month? Uh, talk a little bit about the complexity factor, maybe a little bit. Um, you, you play more games than I do generally, but kind of difficulty factor for our listeners. Like, Hey, what am I getting into when I start playing this? Yeah, sure. So uh, just recently, you know, I've been playing games for a while, but just recently kind of got into solo gaming uh, just with time constraints. And I usually play with my oldest son, but sometimes they're not available. So just to kind of hey, uh, give me some opportunities. And so uh, the first time I saw it was the actually watch it played video with Rodney on the, the YouTube channel. I posted it to the fear God group. And that was uh, when things first, uh, it was probably... A couple of weeks before it started arriving to backers. And so, um, you know, just kind of following the Facebook groups and everything, it was a very hot item. It was kind of selling out fast. And so I was, I was kind of, uh, I was harassing my local game store said, you know, is it, is it in yet? Is it in yet? Not yet. Not yet. It was my, uh, I told my wife, this is like the one Christmas present I wanted this year was, was the final girls game. So that was like the, and all in, you know, I was like, you know, go to the game store. As soon as it gets in, like, you got to be there within a couple hours. It's, it's crazy. <laughs> I mean, you laugh. It's but like, like Harry Potter you know, releasing at midnight. Is- <laughs> I mean, yeah. I think, I think within 24 hours they were sold out because it was, I mean, just, it was the hot item. So I said, you know, whatever they have, buy it. So whatever features. And so end up being everything. Um, so I was really happy. And uh, and I had also just read the uh, Final Girl Support Group by Grady mm-hmm. Hendrix. Grady Hendrix, yeah. So yeah, kind Who of. We also interviewed it on the fear interviewed on the Fear of God podcast. <laughs> Times a flat circle, I guess. I don't know. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> so I was in I was in that mind state, and then uh, and just seeing the game, it was just kind of it hit me where I was at, and so uh, and so yeah, so that was my Christmas present. My wife brought it home. And it was one of those things where she said, you know, do you want to wait for Christmas? Like, no, it's, it's all right. I'm, I'm 37 <laughs> years old. I think I can uh, enjoy my Christmas present now. <laughs> so, uh, so I've been playing now for a couple of months and uh, uh, just kind of going into some of the things that I love about it. It's just the, the theme and the game is just all over the place. It's like uh, uh, the artwork is just incredible. The, uh, the components are incredible. The, I got the miniatures just because it kind of adds that extra little flair to it. And, and then the gameplay, the, the best games are where you kind of forget that you're just using cards and dice and everything and where you kind of, you forget where you are and you're kind of getting engrossed in the game. And that's kind of what I experience every time I play, really. So it's kind of, uh, so sometimes you have narrative games where it's, you know, it's almost like it's a book that's written, the story's written and, and it kind of comes out like that. But with this game, it's more, the narrative comes from the gameplay, kind of 
develops as you play. And so each, each one is kind of a different uh, movie almost. One, one example I had, so I was playing the, uh, the carnival uh, board and uh, the Geppetto is the villain and he's got little puppets all around the board. And it was early in the game, so there are victims all over the place. And I pull uh, an event card, which causes the tigers to go loose, which means oh. that every... <laughs> that doesn't every sound victim, good. Every victim on the board, every every victim, every pup on the board is is panicking. So they're they're going everywhere. And then everyone near the tiger cage gets killed. So... Oh, my gosh. Know, everyone's scattering everywhere. And then all of a sudden, victims are dying. Puppets are dying. You know, so it's kind of like... It was just kind of a... Uh, across the board yeah it was it was just incredible uh so it's just one of those things where it's like it just comes from the gameplay and the story and it's just just it's a, it's almost like uh you know when you have a really good dream and you want to tell somebody about it even though they're not going to understand it you're like <laughs> yeah you want to believe what just happened in this game that for me there's a i was playing the uh, uh hans the butcher at yeah. um at Happy Trails uh, camp, and I have this uh, car that comes out where it's like every time he, it's called Dark Feast, and every time he kills a victim, he heals. And I have this moment, this is in my video, so you can see, but I have this moment where I go, Oh, it's because he's eating them. No, no. <laughs> he's oh, eating no. the victims. No, no oh problem. no! He's inviting them for uh, yeah. croissants. And yeah. yeah, 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 he's, yeah. He's an extra, so he gets, he gets fed the, off of social situations. Dark. Yeah, <laughs> that's hilarious. And uh, um, I, and so I just love. Uh, I'll just say one thing. So the game, the the flow of the game is awesome because you start out and you're kind of low powered. The villain's kind of low powered. And so the beginning of the game, you're kind of running around trying to save as many villains as you can or victims as you can. You're trying to gather as many items as you can and try to avoid the killer for the most part. And but while you're doing that, of course, he's getting stronger. He's killing victims. And so eventually you just get to this point in the game. You're like, I just, you know, I don't feel like I'm ready, but I got to I got to go after him. And so it's just it's so thematic where you're like, uh, you know, I've got this baseball bat. I hope it's enough. I've got. Uh, you know, a shield. I hope that's enough. And, and let's go in and see what happens. And so, awesome. uh, and, and was it enough? Sometimes, yes. Know. Sometimes, <laughs> yes. Some, sometimes, no. Yeah. Sometimes, no. So, oh, that's uh, awesome. Talk about the thing where uh, when you think you've taken their health down to zero. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> it's the it's the perfect ending to the movie where the killer is dead. You got their last health. Okay. We killed them. And you flip over the token. And so, it could be blank and they're actually dead. It could be additional health to where they get that they one come last back gasp. alive again. Oh my alive. god! And the oh same for god. the final girl, final girl too. So you think the final girl is out, and then you flip it over, and but somehow I find that the here the killer usually gets that extra the health. Killer's not the one who ends up with the it. final girl. I don't know how that happens. I don't know how you guys. He's right. laughing. He, he yeah. knows what you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, the faster when they both have them, that's what that that yes. gets really fun. At two brute. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and then so the gameplay, we haven't really talked about the gameplay, but you're yeah. playing cards and you're rolling dice and the dice are going to tell you how well you do with the cards you play. And the best the best part of the gameplay is um, so one and two, you you didn't succeed on that one. You failed. Uh, yeah. Five or six, you succeeded. And then the three and four is where things get interesting because you can it's a partial success. So you can discard two cards in order to turn it into a success. So mm. you're you're kind of looking at your cards like, oh, man, but I need this for next time, but I need the success now. And so you get that also that sunk cost mentality where you're like, all right, well, I already went in on it. So I got to I got to see it all the way through. But then you're like, uh, it's my turn and I have no cards left. And so now I can do nothing. And the killers 
coming after me and and you're just completely helpless so <laughs> it's just wow. it's just it's it's the gameplay is just it's uh it is rolling dice but it doesn't have there's so many mitigation factors that you can do to where it's not just feeling like completely random so yeah we we know about them rolling dice games matt a little bit <laughs> yeah, but, what i love uh, about uh, being on this podcast is all of the lovely guests explaining the game so well that isn't <laughs> me or aj yeah <laughs> i'm thankful too because i don't know <laughs> that's awesome oh matt uh, i gotta give matt some props here he sent out one of the most fear of god photos ever uh to me two nights ago <laughs> when because we just released an episode on the the james wan film malignant and he had not seen it yet and this today is tuesday so i think this mm -hmm. was sunday night perhaps or saturday sunday and i get this photo from matt that is literally a like a card table set up with final girl just a strew you know and, and set up to play or maybe mid play i don't know how to read it yet and then he's got his ipad sitting in front of him with malignant on i was like this is <laughs> like wow layers upon layers going on right here <laughs> she she uh, uh maddie in the movie made out a little, a little better than i did uh <laughs> <laughs> i'll say that That's so, saying at, something. Le at least one of us you know escaped so i'll say that um, I want to ask a design question of AJ and Evan, then Reed, I'll let you kind of take the baton for some Kickstarter questions because okay. even, even just referencing malignant right there made me think of how y'all choose what you choose for the various seasons. You know, what is, is that just, a you make a big master list and, and sort of figure out what you want to design. How, how do you pick the, the thematic ideas, uh, for the feature film boxes? Uh, it's it's kind of a it's a mix it's a mix between obviously stuff we really love uh because we love horror films and aj actually he was involved in like the haunted house like horror house industry for a while so he even has like a business background in horror so we love we love horror films and so it's which ones are our favorites and it's just sure. fun to try to recreate that experience like he was talking about with frightmare on maple lane it was obviously you know you could probably guess which homage that is too <laughs> and mm -hmm. he, he basically just took what it would feel like to be in that uh movie and put it into the game so that's one thing the other thing is we're we're looking for um uh, ideas that can create mechanically interesting features. So now that we have 10 feature films, which are essentially 10 different movie simulations, mm -hmm. like you have to start uh, digging a little deeper. So Hans in Camp Happy Trails is our standard slasher. Mm -hmm. Guy with the mask who wanders around with a big sledgehammer and he's just like a tank and he slowly walks towards you and like kills everybody in his back. Well, until you pull the card where he pops up in your space. Right. Across the board, no, now he's, now he's next like, to you. Yeah. Well, well, always, I don't worry about him. Yeah. So, Sorry, but go ahead. <laughs> Hans, you can find Hans's inspiration in either Friday the 13th or Michael Myers or even um, Leatherface. Mm -hmm. So people are like, oh, you should do like a Halloween theme one. Well, mechanically, there's no difference because mm -hmm. Hans is the guy who stalks mm -hmm. around slowly with a big weapon and tries to kill you. So now we have to do, we have to find uh, different things. So 
it, it's a mix between what is going to be mechanically interesting and what is going to provide a different experience for players. And then also, yeah. Do. Yeah. Now, now, uh, clarify and people can go to the Kickstarter, but you mentioned 10 feature films. Is that five per season or that's, that's 10 per season? Correct. Five per, five, five per mm-hmm. season. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, May I ask a question? Please. What's the first feature film y'all decided on? Or maybe the multiple ones happened in at simultaneously. Or was there one that you were like, oh, we should definitely do Hans or, so, you know. Or- yeah, so great question. I mean, the first one we did was Hans at Happy Trail. So Evan, Evan mentioned a, about, you know, he kind of had the idea of playing the slasher. That's sort of how the genesis of the, of the game happened. But really what happened, what we did was we, me and Evan sat at a, we had this big giant roll away whiteboard and we sat at the, in the, our office, our very small office at the time. And we just whiteboarded the game out. And of course we're starting with hostage. So we weren't like starting from completely nothing, but we were like, how do we take this host, you know, hostage negotiator system and leverage it for this, this theme and this game? And what can we change with the mechanics based on what we learned, what people like in hostage, what maybe they don't like as much. Um, and so we whiteboarded the whole thing out. And at the end of that, you know, Evan, basically we talked through, okay, who's going to, who's going to take a shot at sort of designing this first thing. And Evan took the baton and basically went and designed Hans, uh, which was the first sort of iteration. Mm. And basically what we did is we, we, developed and play tested just that one to get the system as foolproof as we can as, as good as we could knowing that once we have the system down and and iron tight then we can go make whatever we want so once we started getting to that point i wanted to i love like pushing systems to the boundaries and and changing them up and see how much stress they can take so <laughs> the first one so Evan designed Hans, and the first one I did was the Poltergeist. Mm, the Poltergeist. That's the other one that demolished me. <laughs> <laughs> and the Poltergeist, uh, Poltergeist of Creech Manor, she, she's unlike the other killers because she's a ghost. You can't kill her. So instead, in that one, your goal is to save the little girl and get out of the house. But you have mm. to search. The girl's hidden. So you have to go search and try to find, you know, is she in the closet? Is she in the attic? Is she in the garage? And... All the while, the poltergeist is wreaking havoc and trying to slow you down, keep you from moving. Paul is just nodding. Yes, yes. <laughs> I streamed. Uh, I streamed one of these, and it's like my character. Some of my characters got assigned right away to be like ghost hunters, which meant they like moved toward the ghost, and so they just like <laughs> g- died so fast. And then the bloodlust. Cr- it was just. It was. A, I had a disastrous time. I was like, I found nothing, and I'm dead. <laughs> <laughs> was yeah, pretty a, good. Lot of people, a lot of people found the, the poltergeist to be pretty difficult um but, uh, I like but the, it so those were so those were the first two really and then we just kind of went went on from there mm. but hans was the first and that's what we we and and he from the beginning stayed where he has no special rules and the location has no special rules um and so that's kind of usually the one we kind of recommend people to start with but you could really mm. start with any of them um I, I stumbled across this thing called German shame masks. I don't know if you've ever heard of these. Mm-hmm. I don't think I'm mm-hmm. like in the 17 and 1800s, uh, in order to, like if someone had committed a sin, like a public sin or whatever, they would have to wear these 
like horrible, awful looking metal masks <clears throat> as like oh my gosh display of their failures. You can actually Google Google German shame mask and I don't know if I want all to. kinds of <laughs> crazy weird stuff. So like there are actually German shame masks which are pigs and they were given they were like children and people were forced to wear them uh if they were fat or for uh. like the sin of gluttony. So that's where Hans, that's where Hans came from is that he's got like a whole backstory and like he comes from a German family and he was really really ah, ate a lot Hans. as a kid and he was forced to wear this mask and so good and that's a, yeah that's a t- well, it <laughs> that's says a t- it says there's a wet crunching sound coming from under his yep. mask so that always oh always Whoa. Out. yeah <laughs> it's gross it's well and now out. there you too you can get sorry i'm just i no. you can tell i'm excited about the <laughs> the game i'm not being paid to endorse this in case anyone's wondering my paid stuff is done already i got paid already um (laughs) i filmed myself playing the game uh but you they have a a, what is it called do you have it right there's like the lore book or um Mm -hmm. yeah and so it's basically got like i was just flipping through it uh the other day because i'm painting my uh necronomicon uh and i want to write all the like i want to put stuff on the pages so i was flipping through it to get some ideas but so there's this like lore book and it basically gives you like your own like film franchise for each uh uh like killer or final girl you can go through and so there's like background on like the character and then like here's like three or four whatever scenarios you can play through that's like your own little narrative um Mm. Where you can do like scream one through five uh, your, yourself wow, and wow. Uh, i just was cool. flipping through and saw that and was like okay well this is the next thing i'm gonna do <laughs> that's you know, awesome yeah, okay. here, here it is right here i mean this isn't gonna help the podcast people but that's all right uh, <laughs> i know wow. is holding up a booklet it's showing so it like a, <laughs> like an intro, and then after you, you sort of read the intro you know we've got these different sort of scenarios you can set up and and in the That's back, awesome. there's the uh, we got all the bios of the different final girls in the back. That's awesome. And it okay. tells you sort of their background and even little strategy tips for how to play with each one. So, so awesome. If if anyone is sensing consternation from me, it's because I'm really worried about the amount of money I might have to spend and ask forgiveness for <laughs> before the end. Because the more. I'm like thrilled we're here and talking about this, but I'm like, damn God, <laughs> uh, in a great way, in the best way possible. I'm trying to be a good host here, but I want to, um, uh, uh, you, I, I, Paula, I, I ran right over what you're trying to say. I'm no, sorry. No, what no, no. I'm, I'm just like, just get like the core box and one sure. other feature, yeah. the feature film that appeals I'm not to you the most. That's just creature $40. Of by any means. Okay. Well, pick like two. Having all the things. You don't yeah, have to go it. all yeah. in. And then get the sure. minis, yep. and then get the right, game right, mat, right. and then uh, get the cool storage well, was, box where everything looks yeah. like it's like tapes in a VCR. Well, what was so funny, and and I'll I'll tell the story, and then we'll pivot over to read here, and, and maybe head towards the landing place. So, before I knew any of this conversation was going to be happening, this is like two weeks ago when Reed and I were texting with Matt. I was in our local game store, which is actually called your local game store, and I was asking about and I found a girl, and they're like, "Oh, I don't know." And I was roaming around, and I saw one of the feature film boxes. And ah. I was like, "Oh man, mm, can I buy that? Should I buy that? I've just I've just spent X amount of dollars on this other nerdy game I play." <laughs> and um, 
And so I went and asked him, I was like, do you have the core box? I knew that much. I knew you had to have the core. And he's like, no, those sort of, like, okay, Whew, good. Okay. okay I'm and, then I, and then the Kickstarter <laughs> wow. happened. I'm like, damn it. Okay. So anyway, speaking of the Kickstarter, I want to set Reed up here to educate myself and our listeners by way of a, a, a question and answer session with Evan and AJ. But I want to just congratulate you guys. Uh, one, thank you for being here. Two, congratulate you on... Yes what is a blisteringly successful season two here. I'm staring at it right now, just under 1.7 million. That's awesome. Um, so, so yeah, I, I, just kudos to you. Uh, uh, I am nervous about my budget tonight being thrown out the window. Uh, it's, but a business, Reed, it's a business expense, right? You can write it off. Right? Yeah. I think. yeah. We're not so, an LLC yet. Everyone, yeah, yeah. please support okay. fear of God on Patreon so that Nathan can afford oh, wow. to go yeah, all yeah, yeah. in. No, on final girl no. series too. Wow. Well, so what's really <laughs> funny about that is I just watched the Shits Creek tonight where David is right is buying uh, things and says it's a write-off and it's, right. gets it's all like over no it's not. Him. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, funny. So That's so funny. Reed, I'm staring at this Kickstarter. Uh we've got yes. some questions. Would you, you what what are you feeling? Have you looked at this? Okay. Can you can I've been waiting my turn all this? Okay. I've been yeah. I've been absorbing this information. It's time. Waiting my turn. Yes. Oh, okay. So just a little bit, just to set uh mostly AJ and Evan and and maybe to a lesser degree Paula and Matt up on me. So like I love playing games. Nathan said that up top. Uh my son is 10 years old now and he and I love to play games together. Um, but a lot of the times what will happen is he and I will play a game. He'll, he'll play the game for as long as I will uh, allow him to. But one thing that he enjoys doing that I don't like so much is he loves to just take the rule book for the game and throw it out the window and decide to just, we're just going to do our own thing. Right now. I'm like, okay, this, cool, this cool, is very cool, stressful cool, right cool, now. Cool, cool, cool. So, <laughs> so I'm like, okay, all right. So he's like, no, how about I be all the monsters and you be all the guys? I was like, son, this is just, this is just you beating me up now. Um, so uh, he learned it from Nathan. So wh- basically what happens is... Is, is now I have also realized that I used to back in the day, we're talking like NES days, I loved video games. And to a degree, I still enjoy video games, but video games are too damn complex these days for me. I can't, it's like, wait a second, I've got to strafe while I'm moving this way. I, I can't do it. I'm 41 <laughs> years old. I can't handle it, okay? But what I can do with Aplomb is to be able to lay out a board game and be able, because those mechanics, I understand. I can get into a board game. So... The I don't know how recent it is. You all are more educated on it than I am, but I caught wind of maybe mid last year the solo board game. I don't know if it's a phenomenon, but like where no, it's actually pretty cool now that they have a lot of either co-op games that can be played solo or games designed as yeah. solo games. And I was like, Christmas has come early. <laughs> I, was, I was like, it is just, it's, it's a great opportunity for me because, and Paula, you mentioned the gameplay of Final Girl being, you know, the 20 to 40 minute time range. Like that is daggum perfect because I can, you know, like wife and child are already asleep in bed. I'm like, I've got, I'm in the mood for it. Maybe a little bit too late to start a movie, but too early for me to just like completely wind down. Something in that time frame is really ideal. So I don't know that I am the bullseye target audience for a game like this, but I just want to, you, you know, again, again, throw congratulations and affection. Like this is absolutely in the wheelhouse. Now to my dismay, not at all jealous of you, Matt. Uh, can you mute his mic real quick, Nathan? I'm just kidding. Um, is just basically, <laughs> basically like, so, so when Matt told me about it, it was one of those things where you realize like, oh, something exists in the world that is perfectly tailor-made for me. And I didn't realize it until 
far too late <laughs> to do <laughs> anything about it. And so I'm sitting here like, oh man, okay, so 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 what's the deal? And I was trying to rapidly play catch up. I spent an hour and a half on the flipping internet looking at all these different... I found there's some store in Idaho that apparently has some stock of these. And they're like, we'll ship you some of Final Girl. And I'm like, I don't trust these people. I don't, this is one local store in Idaho. It's Hans. He's trying to trap you. Like, I don't know what to do. I'm not giving my credit card to these people. They want all kinds of information. Um, so all of that to say, yes, I am eager and excited to kind of find ways to jump in on it. So now I'm going to kind of lead that into... I have a couple of questions directly related to this Kickstarter. Um, and then also just maybe some other things about the game. First thing that I want to say, because this Kickstarter, correct me if this is incorrect, but this is this is for Series 2. The, the current Kickstarter is for Series 2 of this game, of which Series 1 uh, was already concluded, right? That's accurate? Yes? It's Everybody's nodding. Series 2 is the new stuff, but you can get all of the Series 1 stuff as well. So if you, oh, want, if you want everything, it is available to you. Don't say oh, that. that's okay. Don't so this, that. The, you no, 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 this, this, this is great. So you've actually answered another is because one of the things that I've ascertained even before pod, but become solidified through this conversation is you need the core box. You also have upon acquisition of the core box, a plethora of options for feature film boxes. And that is how you create your overlays to play this game in the different scenarios that you find appealing, interesting, and, and fun, and, and change it yeah. up that way. So I knew I needed to acquire Core Box, which to Nathan's earlier story, and I can also validate, like the Core Box is what nobody has heard of. It's like moths and crickets. Everybody has run away with the Core Box. <laughs> um, there are a few scattered feature film, like I saw, I did see a couple of things where I could buy just the feature film box, but man, ain't nobody got the core. One, one almost insulted me. Most of them just say out of stock, out of stock. One of them just laughed at me when I pulled it up, you know, like it was just completely um, off the, off the rails with that. Um, so it's good to know, Evan, and thank you for it, that like jumping in on this Kickstarter will give you the potential to access whatever you would like to access from the game. Um, so just a one clarifying question. Obviously series two is going to have their own, feature film sets um but like if i jump in on this kickstarter i mean like essentially if you have the core box series one or series two or any subsequent series that pops into your imaginations should be able ostensibly to be played with the core box core box and a feature film is that an accurate representation of the basics yeah, for it absolutely think of the core box as the vcr and all the feature films ah, as the, look at the, you that's a good analogy right there once you get the VCR, you can stick whichever tape in that you that you want i i love it i love it so much so 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 that's <laughs> that's exciting so um so you know if if i listen to i'm going to kind of be on behalf of the listener here if i listen to this conversation and i'm intrigued and i want to just jump in on season two so i'm going to I'm I'm going to piggyback off something that Nathan said that that I think is real and probably a lot of listeners are are experiencing is um, let's say I want to get in on a Kickstarter but I, oh hello there we're, we're getting a we're getting a hello wave from somebody the <laughs> listeners can't um, so uh, so so what I will say is that like or what I will ask is I eventually want everything that is surrounding this game I can just I can see that happening. Um, that having been said, I don't know that next week's paycheck is going to acquire me everything that I want to get from the game. So am I able 
to kind of jump in at the Kickstarter. Forgive me if this is a rude way to put it. I kind of want to get my foot in the door Mm -hmm. to Uh be able to acquire what I'm able to acquire now and then maybe be able to build upon that as things go on. So can either or both of you sort of talk about how I might be able to do that? Do I need to basically say, hey, you need to be prepared to sign up for X and X? Or is there basically a foot in the door option that will allow me to kind of pick and choose what I'm what I'm looking for? I hope that question is 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 okay. Yeah, I'll let Adrian answer that in a second. But just before he answers that, just so like we want people to experience our game at at whatever level they're comfortable with. So (laughs) it's like if you only want to get you know one set or just to put your foot in the door, that is that is fine. Like in no like (laughs) if someone's like. Man, I can't. It's a lot, and that is absolutely <laughs> that is absolutely okay. And you shouldn't feel like pressured or not not pressured, but like, oh my gosh, I got to get all the stuff or whatever. No, <laughs> daunting, just, right, right, right. Just get some of it, and then if you really like the game, you'll be able to find it later. Um, the game mm-hmm. has reached a level of success that it's gonna it's gonna exist in perpetuity for a while. So as long That's as you're awesome. okay with not having everything right now, I'm never okay with that though. Just ask my wife. Like, I'm never okay. With that. Nathan, you should go all in, buddy. <laughs> oh god. No. We'll, we'll mention like even if you just get the one box because there's different setups each game. There's just one killer, and you have the two final girls. But there's different setups. There's different events that come up. The terror cards are randomized every time, so each game is going to be different. The variety is still there, even with one box. All that said, devil on the shoulder, once you play one box, you're going to be like, okay, I got to play the other boxes now. You know, I got to see what else is out there. So, well, and I'm going to, I'm going to pivot to AJ in just a second, but to Evan's VCR analogy, once I saw my first horror movie, it was done. I was like, where can I find all the rest? So I totally, I totally get on board with that. Well, I greatly Uh, appreciate that Evan just tried to take the pressure off uh the, 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 you know, kind of. Who's running the show here? And Matt was like, I'm no, dumping no, no, it no, back no. on. No, no, no. You Matt's like, are fresh, gonna feel I'm cranking, I'm cranking <laughs> up the horror level. The horror level. That's what I was going to do. <laughs> <laughs> I'll beat you to it. Yeah. Awesome. Matt is the member of our little troop who he sees the monster and he's just like, all right, I've got the axe. Yeah. I'm going for it, guys. I'm just, I'm running in. I'm just going to completely take him on. I won't get obliz- eviscerated by everything. Yeah. Exactly. Is this why I mentioned that I'm the marketing manager for Van Ryder Games? Wow. Wow. (laughs) This is a window on his resume live. (laughs) You're right. (laughs) AJ, uh, AJ, let me ask you a specific Kickstarter question that may be relevant and you can piggyback on that. So this episode of the fear of God, this, this conversation right now, we're recording on Tuesday. It might go up tomorrow night. It definitely will go up Thursday morning, which is the last full day of the Kickstarter campaign. So people have limited time. This is purely a Kickstarter mechanics question. If people listen to this and they're like, gum, I didn't either A, I didn't really know about this, or B, now I'm really intrigued, even if I did know about it. Is there a is there a Kickstarter version of of path that says, okay, well, I want in before it closes. I don't totally know what version I want yet. How does how does that mechanically work? Sure. Does that make sense? Yep. So and and it's a great question because this Kickstarter in particular, and there's others like it, there's so much stuff. So mm-hmm. you can come to the page or be listening to this and it just sounds overwhelming, daunting, like, oh my gosh, like I don't even know where to start. Take a breath. It's okay. <laughs> um, 
we've tried to set it up where you can come in at any level you want. So, mm. you know, the film debut level is the core box and one feature film. So that's what, you know, we're talking about for, you know, maybe, maybe Nathan, that's what you, you would take. Cause it sounds like you maybe just would want to dip your toes. He wants and it. then we have, <laughs> yeah, you, know, yeah. you wanted to get, if, if you wanted to get a full series, you can get what we call the franchise, one of the franchises. So you can get the series one franchise, which is all five feature films and the core box. Um, plus with, you know, this being Kickstarter, we're offering cool things like game mats. Uh, mm -hmm. These things are optional, but they can expand on the experience, the miniatures. We've got a nice storage box where it's going to keep everything in one place for you. And you can, you can actually, if you get the all in, which is both storage boxes, you can fit it in one Calyx size shelf, which is a, a board gaming, basically board gamers keep Ikea alive, or at least the Calyx <laughs> yeah, product right. line alive, um, from these shelves alone. But the point is you could, you could do the film debut or you could do the epic all in. And here's the one thing I'll say about going deeper is it's buy more, get more. Like if you buy more, we can give you more for less. Yes, it's more, but it's less because sure. your biggest discount off what's going to ultimately be the retail pricing is if you get everything at once here. When you're, mm -hmm. I think it's, we actually have a pledge assistance tool you can click on from the campaign page and it'll show you your savings like at each of the different pledge levels. And I oh, think the, cool. the Epic All In is over a hundred dollars, you know, less. Uh, mm -hmm. Not only that, and and this is swinging it back to sort of there's still perks at any level. We've unlocked a an incredible amount of stretch goals, uh, which is which are basically we're going to give you something if we hit you know a million dollars, for example. So there's a whole long list of things. Even if you're just at the film debut, you're going to get actually mm -hmm. what we call a vignette expansion. That's Terror from the Grave, which is a zombie scenario. That's so cool. Nathan, even if you just start with the one. Uh, the core box in a feature film, you're getting another vignette, which is basically a killer. It doesn't sure. have a location, but you can use it at any location. And so you're gonna get you're gonna get a lot. So that's that's one thing is if you can do the Kickstarter, you're gonna get a lot for not as much as it's gonna cost later. Right. Um, mm -hmm. So while while Evan said it's true, most everything, with the exception of the mystery boxes, which are Kickstarter exclusive. Those are special items that we like to do. Um, we don't typically do Kickstarter exclusives, but when we did the first campaign, that was one of the things that helped us get over the break the record. Mm -hmm. So since we did one in series one, we're doing one in series two as well. And those are optional items. They don't affect gameplay, but there's something really nice uh, and functional if people want them. Yeah. So, so yeah, there's, I mean, there's the whole range. And everything's outlined, I think, pretty well on the page. Our backer community is extremely helpful. Um, mm. So much so that probably for the first, one of the first Kickstarters ever, I've actually not felt like I need to be constantly checking the comments to like oh, wow. answer people's questions. Yeah, it's been... That's cool. We've had two yeah, or three people that... A handful of people that had just been... Like, they've seen us answer the question once, and when they see it again, they go and share that with everyone. Because Kickstarter's comment leave a little mm. bit to be decided <laughs> <laughs> uh, understood i will say that like and this is as in all things as in all generalities this is uh only true to a certain degree i will speak from my own experience and just in affirmation that uh if you can land on the right 
group of horror enthusiasts that uh, they especially we love, you know, uh, kind of enterprising individuals who want to do cool, fun, celebratory things like that. I, just in general, anytime I've either engaged with or run aground of little horror communities, it's like we love the idea of something new and fun and something that just kind of has that flavor that connects to like, yeah, we we all love this, don't we? God, we all love this so much. Um, and so that's uh, that's really exciting and 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 very very encouraging as well. I I also just want to echo. I, I won't just repeat the same words, but just congratulations, you guys. This is it's a big deal to put yourself out there in a way like this, and I'm so thrilled that this this thing exists and can be enjoyed and partaken in. Uh, but also just feel very very happy for you that this you know that this is out there and and for the success that it's seen. That's a really really cool and great thing, and I'm excited about it. Um, so I have one, uh, this might be my final question, maybe not, but, um, so, so my very next question is if I, if I go with the, I'll call, I'll call it for this podcast, the Nathan level, which is, I want the core box and I want the, the, a film set. I don't, I, I don't know how that getting. got construed. I was concerned. Okay. I'm going to get everything. <laughs> no, I know. I, know. I don't <laughs> like the set all. No, I, I know. I know. I just said, yeah, no. Nathan is we, the epic all in now. Yes, well, that was my. Yes. That was going to be my next question. And drink your milkshake. If if we go, if we go the epic all in, will that and the, it's okay. Either answer is okay. Will epic all in give me everything from series one and series two, or will it just give me everything for series two with potential access for other things of series one? So epic all in is literally everything you could possibly get. It is the it is the kick your feet back. Put your hands behind your head, watch the watch everything else happen, and you're getting everything. You're getting. You don't have to. You're getting. You don't have to give a second thought. You don't have to go to the pledge assistant tool. Like if we add a stretch goal, <laughs> you're getting it. <laughs> that's that's awesome. So epic all in. If somebody two weeks know, from Valentine's Day. <laughs> <laughs> if somebody had the if somebody had the coinage. Uh, epic all in. I love your analogy there. Just be like, nope, press the button and wait for it to arrive at my doorstep. That's, that's and if familiar. you're getting the just one, let's say you're getting just the core box and one feature film, you don't need to know right now which feature film you're choosing. Is that correct? You wait until the pledge manager happens yeah, and the then you choose. Right. Kickstarter, they have a new add on system. So, like for the add ons, you can actually pick which one you want. But for the standpoint of like, we want to give you a choice to pick as part of the pledge level. They don't have that functionality. So for those, yes, you will pick your choice in the pledge manager. So, so the pledge manager is just a post campaign, you know, mm. graphic user <laughs> interface that a checkout uh, system, basically. Yeah. Yeah. That's yes, Paul, that's where you would choose your, your feature film. So if you know now I'm going to want one, but I don't know which one you don't have to know right now. You can say, okay, I commit to this. And then, in a couple months or whenever the pledge manager goes out, yep. you've got time to think about which one to choose. Um, yeah. And not only that, you can actually upgrade it in the pledge manager. So, yes. so Nathan, if you don't have the cash right now, but you know, you're going to go Epic all in, you could jump in on the Kickstarter just at the you know lower level and then upgrade your pledge later on in the pledge manager. Oh, that's nice. Okay. That's, Nathan that's wants a level where you make him into a final girl. What, what, what will that cost? <laughs> <laughs> I'll say, I'll say, yeah, whatever it takes. <laughs> yes, I'm gonna will that into existence, Evan. I feel like you were trying to say something, sir. 
Oh, that's exactly AJ already answered that question because okay. uh, Reed had asked earlier, like, well, what if my paycheck's coming in after the Kickstarter's ended? Well, you can back at a lower level. And then when we open the pledge manager up, then you can nice. spend as much money as you want. So <laughs> that's exciting. Get your foot in the door now. Get your foot in the door and then do it later. Okay. Cool. That's that's very, very fun. That's actually it brings up another good point to make, which is so the only thing that is not charged, and this is true of Epic All In as well, is shipping and like value added tax if you're in Europe and things like that. That stuff gets charged with the pledge banner. So we have to get all the products and learn all the weights and do all this stuff before we can actually figure out, okay, here's exactly how much shipping is going to be. So that yeah. actually added in the pledge manager later. So I do want gotcha. that is important for people so, to understand. We do have estimates on the campaign page and you can go see about what the estimate is going to be, but, and most people that do Kickstarter know this is how it works for most campaigns, but it's important for maybe if, if some of your, your audience is new to Kickstarter, to maybe understand that. It's like the Epic totally. all in less USPS costs. Yes. Got it. And for the state of global shipping right now. It oh, good Lord. Be, because who knows, who knows what could happen in like a month. And right. No. Fair point. Fair point. Uh, no, this is, this has been really helpful. Uh, I have a bit of research to do. I'm assuming that following this conclusion, I'm just going to pull up kickstarter.com, look for <laughs> final girl, and it will take me to the correct yes. page. What's the most appropriate? Is that the designation that I should use? Yeah. Go to just search for final girl. Go to kickstarter.com and search for final girl. Does it awesome. actually work, Evan? We, usually we you tell you, you I, Google hold on. because while we're on, let me go Kickstarter to Kickstarter search engine isn't out. the best. It's not amazing. <laughs> Let's see. Real real time here. Sure. No, that's this is good. This is good. It probably will work. <laughs> final, I mean, may. in your best interest. Yeah, yeah. You search final girl, it'll pop up right at the top. It'll pop up. Okay. This is this is incredibly exciting. Um, as well as I, things that don't look like final girl at all. But yeah. <laughs> you're gonna get you're gonna get things that have the word final, things that have the word girl, things that no, you know. Any, they don't any... even have that. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, here's something search... that pops up that funded in 2014. Yep. Oh, All see, right. It's very relevant. Yeah. <laughs> they clearly have some. Cl they clearly have some cleanup to do. You search for final girl, and you're like, I didn't look for dolphin slippers. I don't know what this is. I don't <laughs> understand. So, um, okay. Well, uh, before we kind of wind it down. Uh, I want to just ask if if anybody, you know, most specifically looking at you, Matt, Paula, or Nathan, if you have other questions for AJ or Evan, or questions that we have, you know, glaringly missed in the conversation that we've had. Because now I'm going to get to the editing and get to the publishing so that listeners can hear <laughs> this and and get to the Kickstarter. So, anybody have anything else? I have nope. one caveat. Oh. Uh, so I know this is all about Final Girl season two, but I'm also a huge fan of huge fan of front of girl huge fan of lucky duck games so i know you guys have dark quarter coming out shortly yeah. and so i love if you guys come back on and uh you know maybe a little more timely nathan maybe we can kind of work this out wow. a little bit better you know, we're here aren't we we're here <laughs> we're Nate, where reed doesn't have to stay up till midnight to uh to edit a thing to get it on time but yeah we'd love if you hey, guys hey, come hey. back on and discuss uh dark quarter super excited to hear more about that one be happy to that's, yeah, so Evan, Evan's a designer of that, and it's a collaboration, like you said, with Lucky Duck, and we're thrilled about that one. Evan's an incredible writer, um, as if you played Detective City of Angels, that's, you know, Evan's writing is, is 
very strong. Um, and so working with them, you know, they do a lot of app assisted games. So we're going to be able to do some things with that, that we couldn't do on our own because we don't have the same sort of aptitude with technology and staff that they have. And so it's, it's an incredibly, incredibly exciting collaboration. Um, so I, I think I would volunteer Evan, uh, I don't know if I'd be a lot of, <laughs> I would, I'll be happy to come too, but I think that, that Evan would be a great person to come back and talk about that. To your uh, movie you watched, Paula, it's, it's a game set in the 1980s in New Orleans. It involves vampires and werewolves and all kinds of stuff. I did see a post about this the other day. It does sound uh, pretty cool. So it's Twilight in New Orleans is what you're saying. Yes. It, oh, wow. no, it is not. <laughs> yes. actual yes. New Orleans accents. Yes. Matt, you just lost the marketing thing. job, okay? No. 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 <laughs> so close. So close. So close. Um, <laughs> I have a thing I'd like to say if that's cool. And that's just, Please. I think one of the things specifically that makes me excited, not only about playing Final Girl, um, but about talking about it in this way I, is that it's about the final girl. Uh, mm. I, I would like to say thank you. Thank you to your wife, Evan, for suggesting <laughs> that you make it about them as opposed to the killer because as a woman in board gaming, we still have a lot of ground to go for what I mm. think is good uh gender representation as well as uh you know representation of ethnicity and i just one of the things that i'm most excited about with final girl is the characters there's such a wide variety of people featured and i get excited and i feel and mm. on this sounds cheesy maybe but i do i feel empowered looking at them and looking and going awesome. okay which one do i want to play and frank what That's i cool. want here's a add-on or a stretch goal or something i want prince of all the girls because i want to mm. hang i want to hang them in my room like i think they all look so cool i love them and so i'm just thank you for engaging such talented artists to bring them to life and for making it about um the women in a way that feels strong and empowering and diverse i am getting a lot of joy out of that personally so i just wanted to take the opportunity to say thank you for that uh, yeah that's, that's awesome all. thank you paul yeah, that's well. amazing yeah and uh so sincerely thank you so much for your time everyone aj and evan it was such a pleasure to meet you both uh thank you for this game that you've put out here in the world paula and matt it is it is just such a Privilege and joy, as always, to see you both again. Uh, Nathan, I want to remind you, I've got a birthday on October 1st. Maybe we'll go to <laughs> kickstarter.com. Uh, yeah, yeah. Just, 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 I want to remind you, I've got a birthday on October 9th. So, you know. <laughs> My, mine's first. You need to go sooner. It's true. So, um, it's true. But, it's true. <laughs> so, but, uh, but no, sincerely, uh, this has been a lot of fun. Thank you for uh, what I have not played it yet, just in full transparency to the listener. But thank you for what sounds like a really exciting and fun gaming experience. And thank you for taking some time tonight to. To, to talk to us about it. Uh, and, and sincerely, thank you to all of you for carving some time out for your night. Listeners, seriously, uh, I've, I've been actively debating whether or not to invoke Arnold, but I'm just going to do it like, get to the Kickstarter. Go, do it. Do it now. Uh, do it now. So, uh, so yes, um, 
We're gonna get. We're gonna post this wow. as soon as we possibly can. Um, and uh, and so just again, thank you to everybody and listeners. You know, we'll catch up with our regular, con- regularly scheduled content next week. Um, and as we say on every episode, the fear of God is the beginning of wisdom, but not the end of the conversation. And in that spirit, we encourage you to fear nothing else and be on your way rejoicing. Thank you again to everybody for spending some time with thank us. Thank you, everybody. A whole lot of fun. Thanks for having me. I like to nerd out about board games. (laughs) 